This is Jeff Chrisman, and I'm here today at the Art Hall in Uptown on 23rd here in Oklahoma City and visiting with uh, local singer-songwriter Darren Cipinari. Darren, thanks so much for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, man. Absolutely. I thought what we might do is kind of just kind of dive right in, and I was going to mention there was something that you said to me. We talked on the phone a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago about doing this interview, and there was something that you said to me that really stuck in my head, and I've been thinking about it ever since. And I think, and I don't know if I'm necessarily quoting you word, you know, verbatim, word for word, but it got me thinking. I think you said something along the lines of, you know, artists become, there's a reason that artists become artists. Oh, yeah. And I was really thinking about that a lot, man. That really got me. And in fact, I was going to even ask you, maybe that would be kind of a jumping off point, maybe to kind of understand, you know, how you got started doing what you do. Yeah, well, I feel like, you know, a lot of people do artwork because you're kind of bleeding out emotions that are inside of you, and that's the way you vent. And I know how I got started was I saw my father play guitar my whole life, whole life play guitar, and it was so hard. I tried so many times, but when I really stuck with it was when I was like in middle school, you're going through all those hormones and emotions. Oh, yeah. You know, going through uh, depression and anxiety, which, you know, you still do, but that was like the first time you really feel it. I would just lay in bed with my guitar not being able to play it, playing around on it. So years and years and years of that have progressed to being able to write music and actually know what I'm playing. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people ask, specifically with guitar, like, how you keep practicing and stay consistent and get better. And I'm like, you just have to love it that much, right? Oh, man. Which is like any art form. All my friends who do visual art and stuff, they don't paint because they have to. You know, they paint because they feel the need to let their emotions out in a visual way. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's. I wonder sometimes if uh, being able to... uh you know, it, 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 you know, people get to actually benefit from, to a certain degree, that you know, all that processing that's mm-hmm. happening. I, uh, I know songwriting for me. I throw away probably five songs to every song that I release oh, or wow. that I perform. Uh, just the writing process, experimenting and sitting with the guitar, writing the chords and the words is very uh, therapeutic to me. Hmm. It really calms me down and it, it gets a lot of emotions out. And sometimes I just have to write throwaway songs to get stuff out of my head. <laughs> Interesting. So do you yeah. kind of know that in the moment? In other yeah, words, do you I mean, kind of, you can already sense that it's I've learned it over time. I've been uh, performing now for almost eight years. And I've been writing for much longer than that. I've been playing guitar for about almost 16 years. Oh, wow. Sam. So over the whole time, I found out my process as I've went. At first, it was just, you know anything that came out, anything that sounded cool. And now I, I really think about if it stuck in my head over and over again, I'll, I'd rather perform that one than the one that I forgot how to play it in one day. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just events. Do you, are there some times where you have to kind of sit with a, you know, after you write something? I mean, do you have to kind of sit with it a little bit before you know? Yeah, whether I, you're uh, keep it? I'll usually play a new song over and over and over again for at least a month before I even show it to my closest friend or hmm. relative. Um, it usually, I can tell if it's if people are going to enjoy it or because I enjoy it or how catchy it is. And then the flow of the song from the day I write it to the end of that month will be completely different. It's oh, like wow. Little, little details of the song, because I'll have a recording. I usually record it so I don't forget the melody with the lyrics. So if I write it down, sometimes I'll forget exactly how I sang something. But I'll, I'll listen to that recording a month later, and it won't sound anything the same. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Kind of kind of tends to change a little yeah, bit, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I think it's, it's just the more I play it, the more I learn how it flows with the melody, you know. Was that a little bit tough at first to, to kind of to be able to undertake that process and know that it was going yeah, to change some? Or? I've also learned that if I play it 
before I smoothed out, people can't hear what I hear in my head hmm. for the vision of the song. So a lot of people won't like the song. I'll play it two months later, and they won't even know it's the same song. And they'll be like, oh, my God, that song was great. <laughs> I'm like, is that funny? You didn't like it a month ago. <laughs> and then uh, as far as, uh, you know, was, was there a moment in which you knew that this, this is what you want to do? Was there ever that, you know, that defining moment? Or? Mm, I think when I was a little kid, I really, really wanted to be a guitar player only. Never wanted to sing, never wanted to songwrite. And I was really all about wanting to be Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I was in a band for a while in high school that ended up, I pretty much had to write everything. Like, I don't know how to play the drums well. I know a couple beats. I, you know, I play bass guitar like a guitar player, which isn't really the same as a good bass player. It isn't. But I was writing everything at the time. And then I started songwriting. And that band didn't really go anywhere. We graduated and broke up. I continued songwriting. And I performed when I was 19 for the first time. I got the nerves up oh, at, wow. uh, at Sauced on Paseo. And I just did an open mic to see if people liked my songs for 15 minutes. And a gentleman there, Tom, uh, that day I got three gigs. He hired me for the next one, and two other people asked me to perform. And I was just like, okay. I didn't know. They all asked for an hour. I'd never played anything close to that, but I wasn't going to say no to an offer. Oh, yeah. And then after those, it kept going. More and more and more people called me from each gig. I would get phone calls or people would send videos to somebody and they would say they saw me and started calling. And then I just decided that day, I was like, well, I'm going to keep a job the whole time. And if people keep calling me, why would I ever stop? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was like, if, they, if people want to hear me play... I love it, so I'm just going to perform every chance I get. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're st I'm still hoping that it gets bigger, but I can only hope to keep playing. You know? Oh, absolutely. Sounds like the, that you're open to this process as far as things kind of happening you know, yeah. as, as they do. And I decided, I went to ACM at UCO for music business, and they kind of talked about what success meant, and it's all to who you are is what success is. And I decided when I was thinking, I was like, I don't really mind if I don't ever make it in music, I'm going to be the guy who plays in the local bar for the rest of my life, if I have to be that guy, you know? So I'll have a full-time job, and I'll always play music, no matter if it takes off or doesn't take off. Man, that's, that's yeah, that's, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. So you know, that I mean, you know, right? This is yeah. just something that you know you want to do. It's, and... it's definitely a passion. When I was younger, I tried to stop doing it, and it, I just went crazy. Like, I, I really like performing. And I got really bored, so I was like, well, I'm just going to keep doing it anyway. <laughs> I'll just keep going. And as far, as, far as, as you personally, you know, when you are writing, is there, you know, if, if someone were to listen to your music and they were to ask you about a particular song, can you kind of remember, you know, a specific, maybe a, you know, not necessarily a specific situation, but maybe kind of where you were in life? Yeah, I can usually remember, because my songs are very personal, um, I can usually remember the exact moment I wrote the song, but... Over the years, and, and even one of my latest songs, just in the year I've written it, my mind when I'm playing it relates to what's happening now. And I've learned that my more popular songs are usually the ones that it, they were written in a way that I can still relate to them no matter what happens in my life. Even mm. though when I wrote them, they were a specific thing, you know. And I've often wondered too if, uh, you know, sometimes just, you know, when the, kind of that feedback loop, if you were to listen to something, let's say that you recorded, you know, a couple of years ago or three years ago, do you, do you tend to find that you can kind of see in yourself maybe how you're, how you're different in some way? Oh, definitely. Especially from the first recordings I had when I was like 19, 20 years old, 
I can hear a whole different experience level coming out of my songwriting. And it's just because I didn't have the experiences to write about at the time, you know. You always think, I feel like the younger you are, the more you think you know, and then the more experience you have, you realize that you know less than you ever thought you did. Like, you'll yeah. never know everything. So I just, I've been writing a lot lately about the journey hmm. with that, which I feel like everybody can really relate to that journey. <laughs> the older oh, you get, I feel like you really start relating more and more to that journey. Oh, Yeah. And I think everybody kind of has a little bit of a different uh, kind of, you know, kind of a different experience, mm -hmm. but I think there are some, you know, it seems like there are some commonalities, aren't there? Yeah, I definitely feel like that's one of the things that humans can all relate to in any aspect of life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Any social status you're in, there's definitely a journey and a struggle. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I was wondering too, it seems like, I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like that as far as there's more people that are paying attention to singers and songwriters and this is, yeah. it seems like here locally there is more of that. I don't know if it's just me. It seems like there is more of that going on. I know just the people in general, the new, the new upcoming generation has been more accepting. Again, I feel like, you know, history repeats itself. I feel like there's been these processes, but in Oklahoma City, for sure, I've seen a lot of support from just general people enjoying other people's art. Um, I also, with ACM at UCO being here, I, they really, really worked hard to do a lot of things, um, especially open venues to artists and local artists to play at, you know, as far as music goes. I've also seen a lot of local restaurants that have came up and different things. The mm. owners have went out of their way to let people perform, even if you're not playing, because we're paying... When I, about seven, eight years ago when I started, I've met a lot of people who are, have become much more popular now. It's been a journey together. But we all just played every hole in the wall you can ever play in to nobody. And all those venues are pretty successful now. Oh, I mean, wow. they have constant music. Like the Hubbly Bubbly, for one, you know. Yeah. They, uh, they've really taken that place and made it a beautiful place for artists and for just somewhere to hang out, you know? Oh, yeah. I understand that's gotten really popular. Right? Yeah, that, that place has gotten really popular. I've, I've really liked that. I, I was one of the first artists to play there hmm. when they first opened, and they've exploded since then. So. Wow, wow. <laughs> now, do they still do some open mic stuff as well? Yeah, I actually, I uh, performed there October 26th doing a solo thing. So oh, man. I'll be out there. I think the show starts at 8 or 9. I'll be posting a flyer on my social media soon. So. Hey, very good. Very good. And then I guess that's what I'd ask you, too, as far as your thoughts about, you know, open mics just in general, as mm -hmm. far as, you know, do you feel like that is helpful for people who are, or would you have any tips for people? I would, people ask how to get shows and things find you know the local open mics people can message me i don't care i'll tell you where they are at least the ones that i play um i still play open mics when i get bored if i have a day off and there's nothing to do i like going and playing open, open mics especially if i've never played there before it's fun yeah or you never know a crowd's there you know to have fun and meet all the other artists but uh i recommend performing every single place you can all the time any offer you get just keep playing and playing and playing especially in oklahoma there's not as many people here as other big cities. You oh, know? yeah. So a lot of the time, you're just networking and making friends to come to your show. You know, If you can make a friend with every person in the world, they're going to they're gonna be your fan, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you got to go through and work and go out there and actually be in the community and show people that you're trying hard because all of us artists out here really respect the other ones that keep trying and keep moving forward. And we kind of get our drive from each other working hard. Yeah, that's that's really neat to have to see that support. You know, everybody kind of helping you know each other, and you know, because because I realize it could be a competitive thing. You know, if, if, I know sometimes humans tend to do that as well. And I feel like if we were in like L.A. or something like that, it's all competition. 
here, hmm. most of the audience are artists. I've noticed, you know, I go to my friend's shows, they go to mine. You always see the whole community that's oh, there, wow. all the artist community. So we've kind of bonded together just to be able to do what we love. There's not a built-in audience anywhere around here, you know? Oh, wow. So you can't really take that for granted. Yeah, you can't take the people that come to see your show for granted. I learned very at the very beginning, never take your family for granted (laughs) because they're going to be the first fans you have. Always, always appreciate the people that are willing to listen to your stuff and appreciate your art. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then as far as the, just the, 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 the feedback that you get from an audience, I guess I was going to ask you a little bit about that as far as, you know, what, you know, if you could put it into words even, not to put you on the spot, but maybe what, you know, what you're feeling like when you are performing or if there's kind of getting kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of a sense of that. Yeah, you get a, sometimes there's ups and downs on stage. You can tell when people aren't paying attention. Um, you can tell when people are so drunk and they're screaming, nobody can hear you. <laughs> so those, those are sometimes the down moments, but all the rest of it really pays off. Like little kids will come and dance when I play the Paseo shows and, and dance around and have fun. And that's one of the coolest things because, you know, they just purely love it. You oh, know? Yeah. Like There's no bias thing in their head. They're not thinking anything about the words. They're just having a really fun time. And then if you get older people doing that too, of course, that's awesome. You get lucky with the little ones usually first. <laughs> they're, they're more free to dance. They don't have anything to hide. So. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I would say doing music, you have to know your audience because yeah. if you're performing like at a restaurant or something where everybody's eating or something that they're there to do something else besides see you, you're background music. So you kind of just play and know that they're not going to pay attention to you the whole time. You might get one or two people, but I feel like a lot of artists, when they start, that's a hard one for them, Mm. you know, being the background music and nobody looking. But that's also what you were there for as entertainment, you know, and then you get, hopefully you work hard enough, you get the big shows or showcases or even a good open mic where everybody notices you, um, the more cameras that come out, the happier I get. So I'm like, oh, oh that wow. must mean they really enjoy it if they're videotaping a clip of it. Um, that gets me really excited on stage. And you can definitely tell, even with me, the emotional difference while <laughs> I'm on stage. <laughs> I try to hide it, but you can tell when I'm excited, I'll, I'll sing a lot harder. <laughs> That's cool, though. That's cool. So a lot of times it ends up just being sort of a feedback between you and the audience, or sometimes is their energy end up affecting you know how you're feeling? Yeah, and... I, I'm the only artist that I've talked to that doesn't write a set list. And it really? Yeah, my drummer and I practice all the songs all the time. And then, you know, we have the family friendly things and the non family. So if I'm in a family friendly event, there's certain songs I won't play. Hmm. Um, but we still practice everything, and I pick the songs as we go. So I, I have my opening songs I like to play, the closing songs I like to play, and then everything in between, I feel what the audience, their energy level is, and what they're reacting to. And then I just pick it accordingly. Wow. That's. Uh... I mean, I would think that that would require some serious presence on your part, wouldn't it, actually? Yeah, I mean, I've just always done it that way. Yeah. My, my drummer, I really appreciate his opinion, too, on a lot of things. He's an intelligent and very great percussionist. Hmm. And I, I told him that, and he was a little worried, but he said he loves it. He said, I always seem to pick the right flow. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, you can tell when people like or don't like things, usually. Yeah. You know, so I just, if there's a upbeat love song that everybody cheered to i'll probably sing another one of those next you know if they're, hmm. and if i sing something to where they lose attention i'll sing something i know kind of gains attention with a big strum piece or or me like screaming as loud as i can or something to get people to look back and then i'll catch their attention for a couple more songs in oh. that process so 
Was, it, was that hard at first, actually, when you first started performing? I mean, I, I would assume that a lot of this would just feel like a big blur. I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily... I mean, I've heard people talk about that before, that in terms of, you know, it's just all this stuff is happening really quickly. And, yeah. You know, being able to actually slow that... I mean, does that require a little bit of just... When, the more comfortable you get, you can kind of slow that down in your head? Yeah, I feel like it's just part of my onstage process. So I do it every time. It's just natural. Because I never really thought about doing it that way. I tried to write set lists, and I would notice I would lose people's attention, and I started reorganizing them Hmm. with the more exciting things to gain their attention back. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write every song I have down so I don't forget, you know, (laughs) because you're in a lot of – your adrenaline's up. You're dealing with a lot of people. You know, all your electronics and stuff that you bring it out. So I write it all down, and then I just glance down at which ones I have done and which ones I haven't done and pick from there Hmm. until they're all done. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I look over to my drummer if we got attention. I'm like, "What song do you want to play?" You know, because oh, wow. we have our favorites as well, both of us that are more fun for the drums, more fun for the singing and guitar. Yeah, I, I got really lucky with this drummer. Looking for a bass player, so you all know. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple that have been in and out, but we're looking for somebody who really wants to practice and, and do this. Yeah, Get to be on big stages—that's a bonus. Hey, absolutely. Yeah. Do you find that sometimes some uh, some some people who have, who have played bass for you are maybe not—they're uh, not necessarily wanting to, in terms of putting putting that effort in as far as practicing and really putting in the time. I think any musician knows <laughs> that, <laughs> that musicians can be flaky. Hmm. I pride myself in the last seven eight years. I've only had to cancel one show because I could not talk. I was so sick, and I hmm. replaced myself. So they didn't have to find a replacement for me with oh, a similar wow. artist. I, I show up to every gig on time. If anything happens, I let you know in advance, you know. And I think I've actually gained more shows being one of the most consistent artists. So I cannot tell you how many times I've showed up to a show where, like, three different groups of artists haven't shown up. Oh, wow. You know, so that's a big thing. Would you rather hire the more popular artist that never shows up or the person who shows up every single time you need them hired to come out, you know? Definitely oh, yeah. in favor of the consistent person. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then as far as kind of looking back, just you know, on, on you know, talking about that journey, I guess I would almost ask you uh, during some of the you know, if, if it's okay to talk about it, even like during some of the low times or the tough times, if I could maybe even ask you, you know, as far as any formative lessons that you've learned through going through the process of writing, maybe when it is a tough time in life, or what that's you know how that's helped you, or what kind of if that changed your perspective any. <laughs> I seem to write the best at the peaks of my highs and lows. Like Hmm. the highs being the more happy songs, which people seem to enjoy a lot more hearing a lot of happy things because everybody seems to have some depression, you know, and anxiety in their life. And being distracted from that and happy for three minutes means a lot. Oh, yeah. It means a lot more than you can imagine until you really, really think about it. It's like I really find pride in that, um, being able to do that for somebody and help them through their day. The, The sad times... I, I use my songwriting to get through those times, for hmm. sure. Like, uh, you heard the, the new song I'm about to release, the God Carry Me song. Yeah, That yeah. new single. That one was, I had one of the worst days I had had in a very, very long time. Just wow. everything that could go wrong went wrong. And something told me I had to sit there on my floor and hold my guitar until a song came out. I sat there for a good four or five hours and I wrote that. And I, when it was done, I felt so much better. I was like, I that's what was bringing me down something had to come out emotionally in my art form you know wow man uh, yeah so i that's definitely been my process a long time on my down down times writing is what gets me out of them 
Very interesting. Man. I'm sure that happens with all these beautiful paintings around us right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. These artists probably feel the same exact way. You know? Yeah. I, but I wonder if it takes a while to get to a point where you're, you know, like I said, sitting for four or five hours. I mean, that's, that is not, I imagine that's not easy to do. Yeah, I don't even, a lot of the times I'll start and then I look up and five hours are gone. And so, so does it just kind of go by, it just, you kind of lose sense of time almost? Yeah, completely. I'll look up and it's dark outside and I'm like, oh man, I wasted my whole day. But it's not really <laughs> a waste if I get anything out of it. I'll take a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was I'm sitting here thinking, I mean, that the you know, the end result of feeling all that stuff that you feel is, you know, you have an opportunity to now you've got something that you mm-hmm. can share with other people. And uh I really enjoy when people can relate to it. Especially if like like I said, when people a lot of people come up and they're like, It really helped me. I listened to this song, it helps me through this time. I listened to this song and it made me feel better about this situation. That's the most exciting part of it. I I have a, a friend who's a local hip-hop artist, her name's Cheyenne Davis, hmm. and she was down, because, you know, being an artist is difficult sometimes, she was down about something, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, maybe it was just the finances or something, and I told her, I was like, she had somebody message her and say that a song affected her to the point that she felt like it changed her life, and I told her, I was like, that's all you can ask for as an artist, I was like, you could have saved that person's life. And you should really appreciate that moment because not everybody gets to do those things. Yeah, that's that's intense. That is heavy, man. That's yeah. That is, uh, and I've often sometimes I've, I've I've had certain times where I have heard something that has really changed my life in some way, and I've always been a little hesitant to you know do I message that person? Do I let them know? You know, do that would that seem strange? And so I, I'm assuming based on what you're saying that that's that in, as an artist. That, that that is generally welcomed. I, I mean, I, I, know, I know you can't speak for everybody. I know, as uh, everybody's different. I've met a lot of different kinds of artists, but as, as me personally, I really enjoy when somebody says that. It means that I'm doing something different than just jumping up on stage and being entertainment. I know uh, when I really started songwriting, a lot of my songs were sad, and I kind of had to work my way out of that and learn how to write a little happier. Writing sad songs seems easier because everybody's sad. <laughs> like you have oh, that. It's harder yeah. to be happy enough to write a really happy song sometimes, right? I'm not one that can just write something that isn't real. That's one of, I feel like, my weaknesses, but everybody seems to like what I write anyway. Yeah. You know? But uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I, I really enjoy just being able... Because I, I, when I was writing sad music... I was writing for people my age to really relate to me and relate to what I'm saying in their own life and help them through it. So not to make them happier, it was to make them feel like they weren't alone. Hmm. Yeah. And now I do both. So I'm like, here, you're not alone, and I want to make your day a little bit better and happier. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's really cool that you, you know that you're willing to to actually do both of those things. You know that you're. Yeah, yeah I've I've also found for advice for writers that all the songs I was embarrassed to play because they were way too personal and emotional are all the people's favorite songs. So I had to get over that very quickly. <laughs> wow. The songs I never wanted to play for anybody that were way too embarrassing. I thought because they were so personal are my most successful songs by far. Man, so just that willing, yeah, just there again, just that willingness to, you know, to be vulnerable and, and, and share that with people. Mm-hmm. And I know that I would assume that has to be tough sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's hard when people criticize, you know, but I don't, I won't criticize anybody's art for them. I feel like no matter how good or bad I think it is, 
judging art is per person, you know, yeah. and I'm not going to judge somebody who showed me their heart and soul in whatever form they could. I feel like it's, it can be insulting really bad to an artist who puts so much effort in something. That's why we were talking the other day about comedians. Yeah. I could never be a comedian. That looks way too hard. I have a lot of friends who do comedy now, and man, just the slightest thing can mess up the set, and then everything, I could see their emotions crash, because, you know, all the people's comedy or views of comedy could be different yeah. in your audience. So how do you know which joke's going to be successful? It won't always be successful at every single venue. I do that a lot with my songs. Um, if I'm playing a bar, like a real dive bar, I'll sing some love songs. But if you sing love songs all night with a bunch of drunk men, <laughs> they, they really tear into you. They tear into you. So, so, they'll, I mean, so they'll actually say stuff? I mean, they'll oh, actually yeah. They'll, wow. they'll roll their eyes. Ugh. You know, they make oh, all kinds of man. noises. So I have. I'll play a couple here and there. And then I play all my adult songs that are more fun, party-friendly, yeah. drinking-friendly, you know. <laughs> but when I'm out in the Paseo, you know, I'm playing all my happy, love, dancey songs. Yeah. Because that's, that's the people you're playing to. It's the audience. Definitely yeah. know your audience. <laughs> now, as far as if you're doing some of the more, the, the stuff, you know, where the, that comes from where you've struggled and it's been difficult, are there certain situations that you kind of have to, you know, that you feel more comfortable sharing those? Or is that... Is it, does it just depend on where you know where you're at in the moment? Oh, what do you mean? It, oh, as far as like talking about you know maybe songs that you wrote during a difficult time of your life, you know, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I uh, I'll pretty much tell anybody it, when I wrote my song or how I wrote my song because once I, the song is finished, I feel a lot better about that moment. Hmm. It's it's a way that I vent and kind of put the moment moment behind me, but always have it with me to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you tend sometimes to end up during your sets? I mean, do you sometimes talk? Will you actually talk, you know, speak about saying a particular song? Yeah, I usually, you know, some events I'll have to play so fast because they're really short that I won't be able to speak a lot. <clears throat> I'm more drawn out of events, um, and especially if there's a lot of audience that are looking straight at me so I can speak to them. I'll usually talk a little bit about a song. It just kind of depends show to show, you know. I'll, uh, there's a couple songs I'll tell when I wrote them because they'll hear it and like it, and they find out I wrote it when I was like 14, and they're like, "Oh man, how'd you write that at 14?" And I'm like, "To be honest, I don't know how I knew that at 14 either. <laughs> it, it doesn't mean the same to me now as it did back then." <laughs> but it's neat though that that you still feel like it's it's something that you want to share with people. You know, mm-hmm. that's what's really cool. Even though you've changed and you know you're different, but that, but yet at the same time though, you can still relate to it and feel comfortable enough that you feel like other people will as well yeah i mean if they enjoyed the song usually they have some curiosity so i'll speak about certain ones here and there some i'll leave more to the imagination because i feel like it's easier for them to relate their own lives and picture things in their head some uh old school artist stuff right there oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) back back when uh you want to do a music video for that reason yeah and that's and it seems like a lot of that is kind of uh, it's kind of it's it's really changed since the mtv days oh man music videos are popular right now but they're awesome i watch them all the time i can't get on oh yeah (laughs) i need to get mine together (laughs) (laughs) of course i wonder as far as just the uh, the planning and the production of that is that i mean i guess that can can that be as elaborate as you want it to be or simple as you want to be it's i've learned most of my stuff now because everything when you start is so expensive and you don't know who's better and who's worse to to invest your money in 
So I, I didn't do a lot of those things until recently. I've been working more because after playing so long, I've gained a lot of artists that seem to enjoy my music. Hmm. And I, I say artists, like people who do videos are also artists. Producers are also artists, you know, things that you wouldn't really think. I mean, th- those are art forms. You, you kind of gain a community and people will start working with you for free or very affordably that are very talented just to cross-promote each other. Yeah. Cross-promotions yeah. is a huge thing. All social media, everything. I mean, yeah, that's how you help each other. You know? Yeah, and I'm wondering, too, if there are some uh, you know, opportunities for you know, musicians who are starting to be able to do more things like that you know, as far as cross-promoting and... <laughs> Um, but I guess that's also something you kind of have to learn learn the ropes on that as well. As far yeah, as it... I uh, I do a lot of social media marketing. So I do marketing even for American Shopping CBD in Oklahoma City. Hmm. So the one it's like northeast corner of Britain and May. If you've ever been yeah. right there, they got a drive through and everything now, which is cool. Yeah. So I'm, I've been in social media stuff for a very long time, and I've I've worked on it and I research a lot to try to promote and help other people. And I, we literally, a lot of artists will pay each other in helping each other cross promote. Interesting. Because it's, you know, I, you get a whole new audience if you are shown to your friends' fans. Yeah. And then the same for them with your fans. Yeah. So it, it, it really pays off. It kind of brings everybody together. We, uh, I do a lot of variety shows, so I'm on all, I play with any genre and I like cross promoting with other genres. I think it's fun. Oh, yeah. Honest. And I was going to say, just the the opportunity to uh, you know just basically reach different audiences is is uh, I mean it really is powerful. Yeah, and people uh, I feel like it used to be people would only listen to one genre of music, but I find most people listen to everything now. I mean, they have some they don't like more than others. You yeah, know? but everybody's pretty universal. Yeah, I was listening to. Uh, in fact, I had an interview here a while back with a uh, uh, with a musical artist, and he was talking about how genres are almost in something that's almost becoming kind of. Irre- I mean, that just uh, they're irre- almost irrelevant because of the yeah. fact that people are, like you say, are listening to so much of everything. That well, when I when I first started, I played some acoustic shows, but I'm a little more upbeat. So then the main people I played with are like hardcore screamo bands, hmm. which it's like them, and then me playing acoustic music but everybody seemed to enjoy it and I like their music and huh. then hip hop artists I play next to hip hop artists constantly like the Hubbly Bubbly I think I think I'm the only one this time that's not a hip hop artist I'm not 100% but it, hmm. the lineup that I saw I didn't see anybody but hip hop artists but I feel like we're all lyricists and musicians in our own way and we can relate to each other just because of that no yeah. matter what the genre is we're still doing similar things you know and enjoying it and I love listening to other people's music and seeing their art, so I'll go anywhere to, to work with anybody. Yeah, that's really cool, because I was going to say, you know, looking back, let's say 30, 40, 50 years ago, and I don't know if maybe that was because of the radio business, there used to be, like, it almost seems like there really were some hard boundaries, weren't there? there yeah, there were very hard boundaries, yeah. you know? Um, I, I've went on a few different things, and people ask my genre, and I'm like, I just know it's acoustic, <laughs> kind of acoustic <laughs> alternative, but it's kind of like rock, but acoustic. Yeah. And I went on a couple radio stations and things and they've asked me what it was i'm like okay well i'll play you a song they're like i don't know what that was is that a genre like i don't know i'm like did you like it like yeah i liked it but that's all that matters (laughs) yeah yeah i was gonna say it almost seems like if we relax that need to uh you know to to categorize everything everything has to be categorized i've never understood it and but i'm sitting here you know it's interesting when you're talking about you know like following a screamo band for instance i mean i'm like it's weird as you were talking about it in my head i'm kind of like hearing you know what I think. You know the screamo music, and then I'm imagining it's exactly what you think it is. I mean, mosh pits, crazy. Wow. 
Yeah, and then it's me, and then everybody likes it still. I'm like, that's because they're just appreciating the music, and they don't mm. have a, a biased opinion on just because it's one genre, which I think is awesome. That's that's got to be some some change in society. Yeah, yeah. I, it's this is really getting me thinking because I, you know, even after having that interview and thinking about you know the you know kind of the lines getting more blurred and really not needing to categorize things so much. And now, all of a sudden, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, the fact that you could go from one thing like that to another, and mm-hmm. people are, are with you. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're following along, and they're getting it. Yeah, like, that's, man. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And I wonder, too, sometimes, it seems like a lot of the, uh, in terms of concerts and shows, it's still, it's still, to me, unless I, you know, there again, I'm, I don't know necessarily about all, you know, all promotion but it seems like a lot of times you'll have, you know, like a rock show or there'll be, you know, a, a uh, you know, a, a hip hop or you mm-hmm. know, rap or hip hop. And I, and I, and there again, I get why that, you know, they still wanted to a certain degree have, you know, a lot of the same artists that are yeah. you know, the same genre. But it seems like it would be so neat to also have opportunities to go someplace like a festival and see a little bit of it, you know, see a little bit of everything. I've, I've noticed a lot more people are trying to do variety shows now. Mm. So, like like I said, that's technically a variety show, so I'm not hip-hop that I'm about to play. Yeah. Like bubbly bubbly. And uh, it's, I've noticed a lot of people really want to do it. It's them trying to find people in other genres that aren't their own. That can be a struggle sometimes to bring them in and do it. Yeah. But I really enjoy it. I mean, I've never really had a genre picked for me, so I have performed a next to everyone I've performed next to the screamo hip hop artists I've, I've had EDM people follow me doing mm. DJ stuff I've performed with country bands I've performed with literally everything I could think of jazz bands anything so I've always kind of been in variety shows <laughs> I didn't have a choice you know I, I do a lot of acoustic stuff but a lot of regular acoustic settings are really soft finger picking soft voices and I'm just not that kind of acoustic artist so mm. I don't always I get less acoustic shows than other shows which is funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then as far as I guess I would ask you you know through this you know through this journey so far uh, what I guess if I could ask you maybe what is what has been the most important way that you can see you know if you were to look at yourself from let's say age 14 till now you know if I were to ask you if the if the 14 year old you could see the you of today you know maybe what would he what would he say it's oh man did i ever grow up (laughs) (laughs) my mind is still 16 except except much wiser yeah inside i don't think i'll ever get a lot older i think i think the 14 year old would be like okay we actually did what we really wanted to do i had a message from one of my friends who i still keep in contact he moved away but uh we used to play guitar when i was 14 all day, every day. I mean, we rode to school together because he had a car and I didn't at the time. And he drove right past my house. And he messaged me maybe not even a year ago, maybe six months ago. And I hadn't spoken to him in years. And he said, man, I am so proud of you. He's like, me and you used to talk about all the time how we would make at least our names known locally as professional musicians. Wow. And he's like, and I feel like you've done it. And it meant a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, because that was kind of a shock from the 14-year-old me, you know, coming my way. Yeah. Like, oh, man, all right, well, it only took a long, long time. <laughs> but, but at least, hey, at least it's working. At least something's happening, you know. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. the friends I've made on the journey. They, they really keep me driven. I would have never guessed that the people that I started performing next to would all be still performing now and just wow. getting more popular and... and every aspect man that's 
that's saying something right there. The fact that, uh, that you know that you guys have all kind of you know or been doing this together along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's really neat. And I, I because there again, I, it's it's interesting that you say that because I have you know I've always kind of wondered if there are a lot of people who maybe start out you know trying to be a musician and, and find that maybe it's not for them. I have found that almost everybody has at least tested out trying to be a musician, whether huh. it be just picking up an instrument or having a dream. You know. Um, Playing an instrument is all your own drive and how much you love it. To go and actually try to do it is a much more difficult thing, you know, and to perform in front of others is a big thing you have to get over. Um, I still get stage fright like crazy, even though I've been doing it for so long. Really? Sometimes I feel completely relaxed and sometimes I just get in my own head. But as soon as I hit the stage, it just disappears. Wow. So the longer I have to wait to perform in a day, <laughs> the more it builds up. You know? And then the, I think the business side of music is a struggle too. I would definitely recommend educating yourself so other people don't get a hold of what you have. You know, Because you don't oh. want people to take your heart and soul away from you. Oh, you know? yeah. I'd rather my music never make it than somebody steal it because it's something, it's a part of me. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, it's your art, isn't it, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day? That's and I didn't, like I said, I'm not good at writing about things that haven't happened or I don't feel. So everything I've written really does mean a lot to me. Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, it's your experience, isn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, that's that's your way of processing that and, and then sharing that out with everybody. And yep. Man, that's, yeah, that's that's heavy duty. Darren, it's been great. I really appreciate this. I mean, yeah, I feel like I've gotten so a, a tremendous an insight into, you know, how your, your process and how you've evolved and, uh, you know, ultimately what, what you're about, man, what, you, what you're doing out in the world, you know? Yeah, I appreciate the invite. You hit me up. I was like, that sounds exciting. I've never been a podcast before. <laughs> yeah, you did great, man. Thank you so yeah, much. It was great. So much.